Why is it that during the holidays you seem to struggle with your hunger? You somehow want to eat more? Let's find out why and what you can do about it. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. It's not just that there is more food around, more highly processed food that somehow magically appears in your work break room, on your kitchen counter, at parties. These may be even foods you're not interested in that much the rest of the year. Why is it that we have a, a higher level of hunger during the holidays? There are really three big influences on your appetite that they just collide during the holidays. Today, we're going to introduce, I'm going to introduce you to these. Listen at the end, though, for a powerful free resources to help your hunger stay normal during the holidays. The first up of these influences is sleep. Sleep loss has been shown in numerous studies to do what we call dysregulate your hunger and satisfaction hormones. You have a hormone called leptin that hinders feelings of hunger. It also regulates fat story, storage. So this is the this is the hormone in your body that says, "Hey, I'm, I don't need any more food. I, I'm good like I am. So it's the one that gives you that sense of satisfaction. Also, it relates to, as I mentioned, the fat storage. It, it registers what amount of fat storage you have and what amount of fat storage that you need. So that all works together. The next hormone actually related to your hunger is the opposite, and it boosts your appetite. So you've got one hormone that says, hey, I'm not hungry. You don't need to be hungry. You don't need to feed me more. The other hormone says, feed me. It's super like stimulating for your hunger. Well, guess what sleep deprivation does? It throws these two hormones out of whack. And it's one of the reasons that when you lose sleep, you feel hungrier the next day. I remember years ago, I was in a, I was teaching a workshop and we were talking about sleep and hunger and it was brought up how, oh, wow. So that's why the next day after I've lost a lot of sleep one night, I'm craving carbs. I'm feeling fatigued and I, I need these quick energy carbs. I'm not in the mood for a salad and chicken. I'm wanting something that's just super filling and gives me quick energy. That is one of the reasons. But it's not just about your hormones. I was so excited as I was doing the research for this podcast, I found a study that blew me away. I love learning about how the brain works and how the brain works in different conditions. Sleep deprivation messes with three regions of your brain that drumroll control your desire for food. So I, I'm going to get a little technical here. I'm going to name the three areas and tell you what they do. And then you'll probably be able to figure out with me how this affects your desire for food. So the first area is called the anterior, uh, let's try that again, the anterior cingulate cortex. That impacts your motivation, 
That area impacts your decision-making and your ability to calculate the pros and cons of something. Okay, should I eat this? Should I not eat this? How I'm going to feel after I eat this? How much of this makes me feel good or not? Do I really want to, you know, whatever. All that decision-making stuff and motivation, that part of your brain that helps to control your desire for food, it's messed with when you are sleep-deprived. The second area is the lateral orbital frontal cortex. That area deals with emotions and it deals with your five senses, which of course includes your taste and your smell related to food. That area gets messed with when you are sleep deprived. The third area that gets messed with is the anterior insula cortex. This one, it's going to be a little trickier for me to explain. It mediates the interoceptive attention. And interoceptive attention is basically your ability to pick up and pay attention to the signals coming from inside your body, aka your hunger signals or your satisfaction signals. It also, it's your ability to pick up on and pay attention to your emotions and how your emotions feel in your body, as well as your five senses. So that interoceptive attention, it's your ability to focus on and pay attention to all the signals that your body is sending out to you. So all three of those areas getting messed up, oh yeah. Compared to a sleep-rested state, a state where you're getting enough sleep, compared to that, sleep deprivation significantly reduces activity in all three of these cortical regions as your food desire progressively increases. One night of losing an hour or two typically won't have a major impact on your hunger level. So we're not saying you can't, you cannot go to any parties this holiday season or you're going to mess with your sleep and therefore mess with your hunger. Your body is more adaptable than that. You know, go to that party. But do remember that if you say yes to several back-to-back parties, celebrations, working late, you know, so that you can go to a party the next night, whatever the situation is where you're staying up late several nights in a row and you're really getting sleep deprived, you are likely going to increase your appetite over what your body really needs. So your body really needs one level, but because of what's going on in your hormones and in your brain, you are thinking that you are craving more and needing more food than what your body actually does. Next up is sweets. When you have a sugar spike, and you have experienced this, I remember in fourth grade, our teacher explaining this to us, and we experimented with it, or at least she told us to pay attention to it next time it happened. She didn't actually feed us the candy bars for this to to be an experiment, but she helped us to understand through experience and paying attention is when you eat sugar, especially on an empty stomach. So it's not that you've had a balanced meal and you're having a cookie at the end of it, but having sugar or having an excess amount of sugar, what do you feel like after that? You know what happens. You have the sugar spike and then your insulin spike overshoots to compensate for that. And then when that insulin spike overshoots, it drops your blood sugar quickly and lower and then you are left hungrier. And it's interesting because unlike protein, which signals, do you remember that hormone I mentioned a moment ago that boosts appetite? Well, protein tells that hormone to shut off. 
High sugar foods, though, you can fill up your stomach in volume high sugar foods. And that hormone that boosts your appetite, it is not shut off. It is still going. So you're still eating and that hormone says, I still need more. The good news is, now this is what's fun. Pay attention to this. The good news is when you lean into the slow and savor part of mindful eating, and I'll link that in the show notes so that you can know what I'm talking about there if that's not familiar to you. When you lean into the slow and savor of intuitive eating that I tell you about, you will notice satisfaction and you won't overdo it. The first time that this really got shown to me was actually by a toddler who was eating a donut. So I was in a Sunday school meeting in a church. We always had donuts and this toddler was in there with his parents before going off to their little preschool class. And the parents said, do you want a donut? Well, of course the kid's eyes light up. Yeah, yeah, I want a donut. So the kid gets the donut and he eats a bite of it and he sets it down and he goes to playing with his toys. And then a couple minutes later, he eats another bite of it and then puts it down and goes back to playing with his toys. And then, okay, he eats a third bite of the donut, puts it down, goes back to playing with his toys. And I keep watching him. And he just keeps playing with his toys. He's not continuing to go back to that donut. So when I say sugar does this to you, as far as gives you that sugar spike and the insulin spike overshooting and so forth, it's not about you can't have sugar. It's about paying attention to when does the taste of that sugary food begin to lessen in the intensity and you're not craving it as much in your taste buds at that point, if you go ahead then and go, okay, I'm good, and you put it aside like that toddler did, it's not going to get you in the cycle of craving more. The last of the three big influences on your appetite that all collide during the holidays is stress. Stress affects your hormonal system and throws that out of whack. It also wrecks havoc on your nervous system. I want you to think about a time that you were stressed. Let's let's go back to another holiday season, maybe. You were dealing with some family issues. You had some holiday travel and stress. You had a whole lot of things at work to get ahead or get caught up on before you went off for the holidays. You were feeling some pressure, some time crunch, and some stress with that. How did your how did your nervous system feel? How did your digestive system feel? There are two different types of stress with this as relates to your hunger. One is when it's what we call acute stress. This is from about 15 minutes into a stressful event. So you found out about a deadline, you start thinking about how you're going to get this done, how you're going, you're maybe you're ruminating over how am I going to handle this person that I'm going to be running into at this family event. Your cortisol increases and that can last for hours. If you do have an adrenaline rush, that's pretty immediate and that will stay in your body for up to an hour. This type of stress actually decreases your appetite. And it makes sense because in in the wild, thousands of years ago, when we were facing an immediate stress and we have that adrenaline rush, Our body isn't concerned about digesting food. It's concerned about getting away from the lion or the tiger or the bear. So you you don't want to have an appetite during that time. It's interesting, though, that when that carries out kind of low grade for a longer time, so the holiday season, 
Now, let me make sure you understand. I'm not talking about something that's called clinical chronic stress disorder. This I'm talking about just in that everyday chronic stress of it's not an immediate adrenaline rush. It's not an immediate crisis, but it's kind of low grade holiday stress over time. When that sesh, when that situation lasts kind of three days to two weeks, that actually increases your appetite. And why is that? I mentioned that cortisol increases with stress and that can last a few hours before it dissipates and, and works out through the body. But if you're continually giving it some mild, low-grade stress hits, that cortisol level is going to remain elevated. Well, what does cortisol do? It increases your appetite. So you have the holiday stress, you have the holiday sweets, and then you have your ability to make decisions and calculate the pros and cons and your hunger signals getting out of whack with the sleep. That's setting you up for being more hungry and overeating during the holidays. So be aware of those three things and let's keep them managed. Where does this show up sometimes? It shows up often at parties. So in our next episode, I'm going to be talking about BYOD, bring your own dish or not to bring your own dish and how an intuitive eater handles holiday parties. Don't let yourself get caught in the holidays with your appetite getting so out of balance that you regret it. It's easy to do. You've been there. We've all been there. And I'm going to, I promised you at the beginning, I would tell you about a free resource. I invite you to join me in my five-day Your Hunger Game Challenge, Holiday Edition. You'll practice with me all you need to do so you are prepared for the holidays and you don't have to worry about this extra holiday appetite. Sign up has started. Email me now to get in. Sherry at TheVirioLife.com. You'll maximize your enjoyment without the regret. And next week, you're going to learn about how intuitive eaters handle holiday parties. Can't wait to talk with you then. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.